flourishing families with Dr. Daughter Blatt, the switched-on kids chiropractor, and her passionate friends, sharing the secrets of inspiring wellness to help your families thrive. So welcome to Meg Linton. I'm really excited to be with Meg today. She's from Redhead Wellness Sanctuary, and she's come here to share some amazing information oh. about the body. So welcome. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really pumped to be here. I'm super excited. Oh, right. And yeah, Woo. when you mentioned it, I just had this like little buzzy feeling. So I'm super, super grateful. Excellent. Well, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Who, who are you? Oh, goodness. Um, I... I teach yoga, mm-hmm. I teach mindfulness, and I teach kids and adults how to speak differently and speak better to themselves. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's just something I'm so passionate about. And when we change the way we speak to ourselves, when we become aware of that, we can then change the direction and therefore we can actually be in a happier state. We can have more energy and vitality. So I'm so passionate about that. So that yeah. Sounds really, really interesting. So you say you're doing you're doing yoga or you teach yoga? I do. I teach yeah. yoga at Redhead Wellness yeah. um, and a few other places around Newcastle. Um, I speak in schools um, on body language and bullying and self-sabotage. And I am writing a book at the moment as well. Oh, you are busy. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it's my passion and I love it. So. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to just hit you on the yoga for a little while because sure. yoga seems to be, um, you know, that's what we have to do in 2019. Yeah. What's what, <laughs> become like a bit of a trend, hasn't oh, it? Totally, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You have your yoga mat wherever you <laughs> go. Uh, so, what, what type of yoga, uh, uh, if I say, do you do, but also do you find is, is useful for families? Oh, beautiful. Great question. Um, look, I do many types of yoga, I suppose. I think it all comes in handy. Um, I think it's a mixture of balance. Um, kind of getting that equilibrium between that yin and yang, you know. Um, for families, I think just getting on the mat, having a play and not being so serious. So um, it's about just moving the body and breathing, you know. It's not yoga without the breath. And the breath is what brings us back into that beautiful parasympathetic state. Um, it's a way to find this delicious kind of flow within the body. And I know that every time I get to my mat, I feel so much calmer after that. I feel really relaxed and I can actually function a lot more. I'm a lot more kind when I yeah. when I get to my mat and I try to get to my mat every day. And for kids, even if it's just finding 20 minutes, some animal movements, even some animal sounds, and we do that oh, at Redhead, cool. it's super cute. Yeah. Um, it's having fun and allowing ourselves to get lost in our practice and be mindful and be present because in the present we have peace. Mm. If we are stuck in our past or if we are looking too far ahead in our future, we are going to be in states that are going to um, alter us. You know, we're not going to feel calm. We're not going to feel that beautiful, nice state that we we should be operating in. Yeah. Oh, oh, definitely better when we are. Oh, totally. Uh, now, now you, you mentioned, uh, and I just grabbed on that, uh, yeah. the parasympathetic state. Yeah. What, can you explain to people what, that, um, yeah. what that's like? Absolutely. It's a state where I really never knew it for quite a while. I went through many eating disorders and body image issues, self-sabotage, orthorexia for so many years, over 20 years, and I was constantly in fight or flight. So I was constantly in my stress state, which you'd be well aware of as well. And I never knew how to slow down. Everything was go, go, go. I was constantly trying to fill my cup with things. And I think I mentioned it before, I call them space fillers. So shopping, you know, um, 
coffee, going out, whatever it might have been, you know, alcohol, anything else and things like that to find and to fix this feeling of, you know, just too much fast. So I didn't know how to be slow. So when uh, I like to say yoga found me, uh, when I went to Bali, I firstly, I learned, I learned how to stop. I learned how to pause. Um, and I discovered this beautiful state of mind where I found peace and then I'd shift out of it hundred percent, you know? So with practice, um, I then started to find a way to bring myself into the present moment by shifting myself into this parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest. And when I found I was in that system, I found that I could concentrate better. I could take in information because, you know, I was so full in my mind that I couldn't even read page of a book at the age of 34, nothing was going in. And I was so down on myself and my language was so terrible to myself. So finding this state gave me peace and I wanted more of that. So you achieved that through yoga, you say? Yeah, Yeah. and breath. Yeah, okay, well, that's what I wanted to ask you. So what in yoga specifically, so you're talking breath, Mm. what, what is it about the breath? Oh, the breath, it, when we breathe deep, right, most of us uh, breathe so much through our chest. We are limiting ourselves of prana, of energy, through our mind and our bodies. Um, and it's been scientifically proven, too, that when we breathe longer and deep, we actually live longer. And I think all of us probably want that at the end of the day. Um, when you're young, you might not. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was um, just discovering techniques on how to breathe. You know, I, it just it just felt different. I started to breathe through my diaphragm and I felt this calm sensation through not only my body, but also my mind. I felt my stress just completely um, disappear within even three minutes of breath. Um, And simple technique of just doing a box breath, you know, four counts in, four count pause. So yeah, we'll start with that. However, it is don't, doesn't matter how it is. Like if you're like you're drawing a box, and then you can elaborate. I think I actually started on two. To be honest, I was okay. like in, in, pause for two, exhale for two, and then pause for two. Yeah. Um, so yeah. is that something that um, our listeners, for example, could use as a tool when they're Absolutely. in a situation where things are getting a little bit much? One hundred percent. It's the first thing I teach to kids if ever I go in a school. I actually walk in and I sit everyone down. I say, lie down on the floor. Yeah. We're going to breathe. They right. look at me like I'm sort of alien. It's like, they all know how to breathe. And I'm like, just let's take five minutes. And they sort of wake up and it's like, whoa. Like some yeah. of them are like, I've never felt that before, this space and time to pause. So, yeah, whenever we are, we feel stress or anxiety or Things are just going too fast, and that's what's happening in our world these days. Um, there's a lot of air and movement going on. Yeah. Sit down, take three minutes, and just breathe. Yeah. Ten deep breaths, and I guarantee you'll feel amazing. That's something yeah. I actually talk about in my Sweet Stone Kids book. Oh, cool. uh, and we use a little helper with putting a toy or a rock or something that's on your so tummy. That's so good, so you can feel it. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes you get a little bit like, where am I breathing? Yeah, well, I'm breathing yeah. through my tummy. Well, I'm not actually because I'm just so busy breathing through my chest. But, yep. Yeah, I love that idea. Uh, love that idea. Uh, now, having uh, done a class or two with you, uh, yeah. I know that you often talk about the grounding. Uh, mm. What do you mean by grounding? <laughs> As you know, I'm in bare feet at the moment. Um, connecting ourselves uh, to the earth. Um, uh, to put very simply, when I learn about yoga, I also learn about Ayurveda, which is Eastern medicine. 
in that sense, as I said, we have, we're governed by, you know, the five elements. So earth, air, fire, water, and ether space. In the world we're in, there is a lot of movement going on. There's a lot of vata energy, which means everything is going really, really fast. So to do, to feel better, right? To um, bring ourselves back to a state of calm, we have to do the opposite of what's going on. So you mentioned about grounding. So it's about finding some space to possibly be outside and just be still, you know, um, pop our feet in the sand or the water and just pause, stop and not do anything at all. It's about eating really nice, warm, nourishing um, vegetables, like root vegetables. It's like a big warm hug and that will bring a sense of calm back to us. But obviously it's winter here at the moment where we are and if we eat cold and dry foods and icy, it's mm. actually going to make us feel more ungrounded as well. Does that make sense? Oh, so, totally. Yeah. yeah, so it's about listening into what's going on with the weather, listening into our mind. Is it moving really fast? And in Ayurveda, like increases like. So if we have a coffee and we're feeling anxious or stressed, then what's going to happen there? We're going to be more wired. Yes. We're not going to be able to sleep and therefore we're not going to be able to recover and we wake up in a state of stress the next day. Yeah. Uh, so in your practice or in your yoga practice, mm. you often say uh, about concentrating on the sensation of your feet and you yeah. want us to place our feet in a particular way. Yeah. Uh, what's the reasoning? Can you explain what that position is and what the reasoning is for that? Yeah, sure. I'll do my best to explain it. Um, it's easier to show. Yeah. <laughs> so when we stand, so many of us are in shoes these days, you know, and it actually restricts our movement through our metatarsals, our toes, our feet through the, you know, connective tissue and the fascia on the underside of our feet. And what's happening, as you know, is, you know, our hips and glutes and, you know, our back are all sort of paying the consequence for that. So we have a space on the bottom of our foot. So we have the two balls of our feet and our heel. And if you were to sort of visualize a little bit, drawing like a triangle from the two balls of feet down to the heel, you make, I'm drawing like a little triangle with my fingers yeah, and I realize it's completely irrelevant. <laughs> but that that space there, if we sort of, I don't know, even if you take off your shoes now for a moment and just feel the, the earth underneath your feet and you sort of lift your toes a little bit, you can really find the, the underside of the foot, the muscles fire and turn on. In turn, you're actually going to feel your VMO and your inner thighs really engage as well. And VMO your, being? Oh, your um, inner thighs, so the inside of your knee, so the inner quad. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to, sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. She's yeah. like, VMO? Yeah. Yeah, so you're inside of your quadricep, basically, yeah. and that helps protect the knee joint as well. You'll also feel your glute medius on the side of your glute turn on. And... A lot of us these days in the world we're in, we are either on our phone or, you know, when we're standing, we're not being still, we're not being present. We're finding a distraction, aren't we? Yes. So we're generally tipping our hips somehow or we're leaning forward. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not being connected as to how we're standing. So the more that you practice um, being aware of this sensation through the feet, um, standing on the tripod of both feet, of course, but it's... um, it's really important to also practice standing on one foot as much as, and I know I do that a lot with you yes. guys uh, in class, and that will also help improve your balance. Um, you'll stabilize in and around the knee joint and become stronger through the hips and the glutes as well. Yeah, yeah great. So what, what I sort of translate what you're talking about, so mm. the, the, the position of your feet, the breathing, yeah. what you're doing is creating a uh, focus totally. for your mind yeah. that will then create that grounding and calming effect that is increasing parasympathetic absolutely so really what you're doing is just getting well i shouldn't say just but get more balance in the way your brain and your body communicates 
Absolutely bang on. And that's the thing. When we uh, say that coffee shop example, let's sort of expand onto that. So if you're on your phone in the coffee shop, you're, you're in somebody else's world generally. Like, you know, say if we're scrolling on our phones or whatever it might be, we are in a state where we're not being present. We're not, we're not being here. You know, so many of us are just human doing without human being. Mm. We forget to just stop. And when we do, when we come to that sense of grounding, we just feel here. And when we stand up nice and tall, we have three, what's called bundas in our bodies. We actually have four into our wrists as well, but we have our mula bunda, which is our pelvic floor area, Uddiyana bunda, which is our belly lock. And then we have our jalandhara, which is our throat lock. When these three are on, we actually sit and stand really nice and tall. When you put the awareness into your feet, guess what's going to happen with your spine? You start to notice how you are standing. And you do, you you get energy from the earth as well. And you come into a state of prana, which is just feeling in flow. And when we are in flow, as what you say, we feel balanced. We feel calm. We feel very, um, we make decisions better. We concentrate better. Um, Things are not so hard. We get the two sides of the brain. We get the stuff done. Yeah. 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 Because we can't, we can't really, in a state of stress in fight or flight, we actually can't learn. We're, you know, we're not in that state where we can learn new information. We have to be in a bit more calmer state to take on board new information and to feel our best self. And at the end of the day, that's what the universe wants for all of us, to be vibrant, energetic, and feeling good and not tired and exhausted and mm, stressed. Mm, yeah, it's a long life, isn't it? It is. That's the state you're yeah. In. yeah. I heard somewhere, um, and it was a science, whether it was Dr. Bruce Lipton, I think, on one of his um, YouTube videos or podcasts that 150 times a day we are now getting ourselves into a state of stress. Yeah. And 150. That's a that lot. Is it's a, yeah. And our, our concentration is less than a fish now. It's yeah. seven seconds where yeah. a goldfish is eight. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the? Shocking. It yeah. is. It's, yeah. yeah. And it can all be changed, yeah. 100%. Now, so you mentioned earlier about sabotaging. Mm. So... Obviously, standing well and being aware of your posture and, and you know, breathing through your diaphragm. Yeah. Uh, physical uh, to-do lists. Yeah. Uh, so what happens with the mind and, and the effect that we, that our thinking has on that calmness? Oh, goodness. I've opened a Pandora's box with me here, but I'm going to keep this. This is my passion. I, I love to talk about this because it... It shifted me out of where I was. Um, I used to talk to my body and my mind and my state in a pretty poor way for over 20 years. So as I was talking before, that created a very strong neural pathway in my brain that that was how I spoke to my mind and my so body. So how did you speak? What would you say? Oh, I would wake up first thing in the morning and possibly look straight at my phone um, I would then judge and I would I, criticize. I would just like to, sorry, I'm inter- interrupting. Mm. Of you listeners out there, how many of yeah. you, is that the first thing you do and the last thing that you yep. do? Yeah, it's so, so sorry, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, it's, it's just like, wake up, call. Yeah, 100%. And I'm yeah. going to share some steps to, to help change that because that's what started to change me. I started my day with comparison and judgment and fear and anxiety. And I didn't have the tools to know any different. So I would look in the mirror and I would literally, I just wrote about it the other day in my book, I would grab bits of bits of like fat, which wasn't even that on my body, and I would just literally want it away. And it was that was how I started my day, sometimes half an hour, and then my whole day was spent judging myself. I'm not enough. I'm not smart enough. How can I do this? My life will never get better. So I was constantly dragging in negative energy and negative vibrations, but I didn't know it at the time. I had no idea. I thought this was the way it was going to be. I blamed everything around me. Mm-hmm. 
Yoga taught me to pause. And when we pause, we interrupt the pattern. That's Mm. all it is. Mm. So I had to practice, and it's a practice, every single day for nearly, you know, a hundred times a day if I had to, to interrupt the pattern and go, you know what, thank you, but I choose not to take that on board. Those words were massive for me and I still come back to them. If I feel anxious or stressed, I'm like, okay, I I understand that you're here. I recognize that and I'm coming from a place of kindness and compassion rather than a place of judgment and criticism. And for me, I think that is key in my experience of coming at these feelings with with kindness because to be honest and as you know being unkind to ourselves it doesn't lift anyone up right Mm. and people around us see it so our kids see it right Mm. you know I I saw you know back sort of when I was growing up many patterns of language that was not confident or I can't have this I don't deserve this kind of thing you know and it's so important the words we speak become the house we live in that's from Rumi the 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 interesting thing I find is uh, how often we um, neglect to even hear it as in we think oh I don't speak you know I don't don't talk uh, badly to myself uh, but I was given an exercise this is probably 10 years ago by a mentor of mine and he um, he said, you know, what I want you to do is just pick a time of, of day, you know, yeah. 10 minutes, and in that 10 minutes you sit down and you, you know, don't do anything, but just pay attention to the voice. Yeah. The voice that will say, I'm sitting here, I'm doing nothing, I really should, should be yeah. in the word. And, you know, totally. oh, I never get it done, I will never finish it. Uh, I, I'm hopeless. I'm not. The others will do. Blah, you know. So you're mm. talking about comparison. You're talking about not being good enough. That's the one side of it. Yep. Of course, that's the other side of it. I don't look as good as, or I'm not as smart as, or I'm. Uh, but they, those little thoughts, they sit in the back. Of, I think they are in everyone's heads. Absolutely. But being aware of them is the first step. And then, like totally. you were saying, be really kind. Don't just say go away. No. Just say okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I heard you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Allow yourself to sit with it and be in a place of. Just allow exactly what you said to be aware that the thought pattern is there, like take that on board and go, okay, I recognize that this is here. Call it out for what it is, you know, call out the BS. Because if we don't say it out loud, if we don't be vulnerable about it, we can't move through it and pass it. Investigate why it's come up, you know, spend the time with it, but spend the time with it in a place of love and kindness, because that is the only way. Mm. Uh, So that might be easier for... um I shouldn't call us older, but adults to do. Mm. It, it may be a little bit difficult in children. What what do you suggest children do? Beautiful. So it's actually, I find with kids actually they tend to, because their minds aren't as developed as ours are or their neural pathways. Um, so whether or not, and what I find even with young kids, it's this uh, their own bullying to themselves, you know, and it's very much on this expectations and, and comparison. And I say to the kids, I'm like, you are, you're never going to be like anybody else. You are the best version of yourself. You're going to own that. You just have to believe it. Mm. Um, and again, I say that phrase to kids. It's, you know, thank you, but I choose not to take that on board when any of this comes up. And I teach kids to breathe. And in that moment, I'm like, stop a moment. Can you make a better choice? You know, so breathe through the moment, pause the pattern, and then ask yourself the question, how can I say something that lifts me up here mm. instead of something that puts me down? Right. That's what I say to kids. So I, I'm like, find something that is a brighter light than that darker gray kind of color that doesn't so make what, us feel So what good. example would you give them? What, what, what would be a good way to think? 
So for kids, um, like younger kids or teenagers or any uh, sort of... Let's do, I don't know, a 12-year-old. Yeah, beautiful. I actually had some 13-year-olds at Redhead the other day. Um, and what is coming up for those guys is anxiety. Yeah. So a lot of social expectations and pressures. Um just from the world around them of how we should be as a female, which is a tough world. It's yeah. tough for females and and males. Yeah. And these girls were just, I feel anxiety. I feel pressure all the time. And I was like, okay, pressure to do what? And it's like to perform, to be better, you know, to uh, fit in, to get people's um, likes and uh, validation yeah. so I asked them a question I said so do you feel like you're people pleasing yeah. and they said yeah all the time and I find that very common so I'll share mm. share that so I said to these girls and it's like okay we wrote down a few exercises and it's like what is the common language that's coming out and it was very much the I'm not enough I don't feel smart enough or I I'll never achieve that yeah. and I said okay so how can you word that better and we started to write down some mantras in that kind of sense. And they were like, okay, this is what I'll be doing one day, you know, listen to our heart. And we started to just write down the way that it would fit in with them and the way that it would settle. Yeah. So with the girls, I just said, look, how can we say it better? And it was like, I am kind to myself. I do believe in myself. I know that the universe will show me the way yeah. so long as I surrender the control. Yeah. So it's writing down mantras and whatever sort of floats boat in, in the kids as well. But I definitely recommend journaling it down, writing things out like you're writing a letter, mm. forgiving ourselves, and then finding a way to move forward. Take, take the pressure off. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're ending the uh, – getting close to the end yeah. of our podcast. Goes quick, so, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, but I'm just thinking uh, if you were to – be standing in front of of the people that are listening to you yeah. now. Do you have a particular advice, or maybe three totally. bits of advice that I don't know? I'm I'm just saying one or three, whatever you prefer. But you know, yeah. something that that made the biggest difference for you, and that's something that people can do straight away. Hundred percent. Number one, have a morning and a night routine, like not negotiable, and that's not being on the phone. So the first thing when you get up in the morning, try to throw your hands up in the air and say thank you. Have gratitude because you just got given another breath. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is a massive, massive gift. And I forgot that for many years. It was all about me. But I wake up and I literally put my hands in the air and I'm like, thank you. You know, the moment your head leaves the pillow, you have all you need. Mm. Secondly, I sit down and I set my intention. I take a moment and I breathe deep. So have your morning routine of just waking up, say thank you, do some box breath. Um, which is four counts in, four count pause, four count exhale, and then a four count pause, pause again, yeah. which we discussed. And then really be mindful of, you know, how you fill your day, okay, how much time you spend on Facebook or Instagram and things like that as well. And finish your day again with gratitude. Be off your phone first 30, 30 minutes in the morning off the phone and last 30 minutes of the night off the phone. Set yourself a feminine energy at night so that you can chill out and feel relaxed and allow yourself to be kind in that sense. You know, don't go over your day on the shoulds, coulds and would have. It is the one thing that will keep you in a stress state and you will not sleep. Mm -hmm. So be kind, journal if you've got to, that's what I do. Take some space in every single day to be completely still. So I don't know if that was three sets or a recap. So have a morning and a night routine off your phones, first 30 minutes and last 30 minutes. Say thank you. Secondly, be mindful of how you fill your space in your day. We cannot pour from an empty cup. So Meg, just let us know 
this was fantastic. Really appreciate your Thank time. You. You've got some really good advice. Uh, how can people learn more? Beautiful. So all my details are on Instagram and Facebook, both under Meg Linton. Uh, I share a lot of content there as the how-tos um, when we feel this way, what to do. Um, but also Redhead Wellness Century. So generally found at Redhead Wellness Century, which is Redhead Wellness Century or redheadwellness.com. Okay. Yeah. That's excellent. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me in. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the opinion of Family Chiropractic or the host. Brought to you by Family Chiropractic Centre, Charlestown. Serving the families in Newcastle, Lake Macquarie and Charlestown.